0: Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and today I wouldn't say we're getting too messy. If anything, I feel like we're kind of getting older and wiser. I feel like I'm at this really weird stage this year. I've noticed it. I know it's the end of January, but I've really noticed a big shift in the way I go about just certain aspects of life, and I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, am I in my quiet girl era because I'm really not being messy right now? which is a shame for you guys probably good for me in my health and well-being but you know it i think this is just growth it comes with age but yeah i'm definitely entering my more quiet era so maybe now's just the time for me to wise up and give you unsolicited advice which is exactly what we're doing today but firstly i just need to discuss is anybody else just Thrilled about the content we're getting from Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift right now. I'm so sorry. I'm 25 and I all I can think about is their relationship and the Chiefs are now going to the Super Bowl. Woo! And just their interactions after the playoffs game was just everything to me. It's like when you watch your friend leave a bad relationship and find the person who they're meant to be with, and it's just it just makes sense. You know, that's what it feels like and that's kind of what we're discussing today, knowing when to leave. I feel like I've previously touched on this before and I think, you know, in this podcast we do sometimes dive into like the nuances of intentional living and trying to make decisions that shape our lives. This entire podcast was initially built on the fact that like I felt like my life was really messy and I didn't know where I was going with it and now I feel like I'm suddenly moving onto the right track. And a lot of the things I did to get to this point is leaving behind certain things that just didn't serve me purpose anymore. And so today we're going to be discussing and exploring the critical topic of recognizing when it's time for you to leave a situation that no longer serves you. This topic kind of came up recently because I had a friend reach out who kind of currently feels like they're in a bit of a crisis and they were coming to me for advice. And at first I was kind of like, am I the right person for you to be coming to for this? And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what, like this is actually a very courageous thing to have to do because it requires a lot of self-awareness and understanding to be able to know when to let go of these things and experiences, whether it's a job, a relationship or a lifestyle, it's a huge shift in your life and I think we're constantly being presented with choices that could significantly impact our well being. And so, when it comes to like crossroads, it is quite scary sometimes. And so, I think that's why it's important that we try to navigate it together. So, I think the best thing to do is to kind of break it down into almost like a step by step instruction guide of the importance of moving on and letting go and how we go about it. And I think the first step is understanding why it's important to do this and recognizing when a situation is no longer serving you. And I think when you're staying in a circumstance that no longer aligns with your true self, it often leads to stagnation and hinders your personal growth. And ultimately, I also think that does lead to persistent unhappiness. I know that like my hardest days and the toughest periods in my life are often the ones where I don't think I'm growing or learning from an experience. And I just feel stuck. A good way of thinking about this is kind of like when you have a favorite pair of jeans. And if you know me, you know, I hate going jeans shopping. It's like the one item of clothing that I hate shopping for, but it's when you find the right pair of jeans and you have them for years and then suddenly they just no longer fit you properly. Like you've grown out of them. And suddenly when you try to put them on, you're super uncomfortable and it's limiting and you need a Marie Kondo your life. You know, you need to get rid of the genes no matter your attachment to them and you can't have the mindset of, oh, one day I might be able to squeeze back into these because once you've grown out of them, you just need to know that it's time to let go and you can't hold on to it. You can't hold on to the feelings attached to it because they just don't serve you anymore. And recognizing when it's time to let go of those genes or the bigger picture, what in life is no longer serving you it lets you break free of those constraints and create a space for personal growth and emotional expansion. Now, how do you know when it's time to move on from something? What is an indicator? And I personally think this is when you listen to your gut. This is when your gut feeling is what you go with. Not your head and your heart, your gut. This is the time. So start drinking that kombucha and feeling those feelings. I genuinely believe that our intuition is such a powerful guide and it will often signal to us when something is just not right. And let me tell you, I've been feeling that recently. So again, you could relate this to work. You could relate this to your partner. You could relate this to your friendships or an environment you often find yourself in. But if you're in that situation or that place or with that person and you constantly feel a sense of unease, discontent, or like just a deep inner knowing that something is off, it is worth taking a closer look at that situation and trying to discover why that is. And I often worry about people who don't look at this as a broader issue, like they continue to put themselves back in situations where they do feel this kind of discontent and unease because it can quite severely impact your well-being and that's also a massively significant indicator of when it's time to leave something like if a situation is causing you chronic stress and anxiety or affecting your physical health it is a clear sign to take a step back and assess whether it's worth holding on to. And whether or not it's taking a toll on your overall wellness, and if it's even worth doing that, because your mental and physical health should be a priority. And I think I have figured out the reason we do not move on from situations or people or places sooner than what we should. And ultimately, I think it is like the universal challenge that everyone experiences this at some point, and that is the fear of the unknown. And it really can have you like in a chokehold and hold you back from making decisions that could lead to growth and positive change. So let's have a think about that. The fear of the unknown is really just like a natural response to uncertainty. It's like when you enter your fight or flight mode, I feel like, I mean, I am not a psychologist. I don't know like what part of the brain this comes from, but I feel like it has to be something similar because We're creatures of habit and we're comforted by what's familiar to us. And I feel like when you step into uncharted territory, it can really trigger a range of emotions from anxiety to self-doubt. And I think our minds often create vivid scenarios of what could potentially be the worst case outcomes, which amplifies the apprehension associated with leaving what we do know. And that's why we don't leave sooner. When you really think about it, the fear of the unknown is kind of just like self-preservation because you'd almost prefer to remain the same, whether or not that is some level of discomfort to you, just because you don't want to almost find out what you could become. I feel like just from my personal experience, the fear of the unknown often kind of manifests itself as a fear of failure or making the wrong decision. I think that's where a lot of my fears come from. And I think my friend who I was talking about this with, this is where their fear came from as well. And I think it's also like a very real like fear of the potential consequences of leaving behind what is familiar, even if it no longer serves us. It's kind of like, paradox in a way like we crave change and growth yet we're often held back by the uncertainty of what lies ahead and I think to overcome this kind of fear it takes a long time to do so because it takes a lot of self-development along the way but I think to overcome this kind of fear it's kind of crucial to shift our perspective and instead of viewing the unknown as a threat we kind of have to look at it as a way of having new experiences and opportunities and in kind of embracing the way that leaving behind the familiar opens the door to like self-discovery and the chance to create a life that aligns more closely with your own beliefs and kind of just your true authentic self. I think you'll find also once you shift that perspective that you will reframe that fear in your mind as less of a fear of the unknown and it can kind of become more of an excitement for the possibilities that lie beyond your current situation and what's holding you back. And it'll give you kind of a renewed sense of purpose because then you'll figure out what your passions are and you'll be able to make more meaningful connections with the people around you. And I think once you switch it into a positive and focus on the positive aspects of the unknown, you can then transform fear into like a curiosity. And without sounding like every cliche under the sun, in conclusion, I guess what I'm trying to say is that whilst fear of the unknown is supernatural and a very common emotion, It's also essential to recognize it as a barrier that can be overcome and you can overcome this time and time again. And by acknowledging that growth often occurs outside of our comfort zones and reframing its uncertainty as more of an opportunity for positive change, you can then navigate the uncharted territory and like the new areas of your life with more courage and resilience. And I guess what I'm trying to say is to overcome the fear associated with leaving you should consider it more like, reframe it as an opportunity for personal evolution. Like you should ask yourself like, what possibility, what, what opportunities and possibilities await me on the other side of this decision and kind of embrace the idea that leaving something behind opens up a space for new experiences and relationships and just overall personal fulfillment. Now we do really need to consider, what it is that we're leaving and having kind of a game plan when going about doing so. Now I'm going to start off with leaving a bad relationship and I'm no expert in this topic. I think every relationship is different, but this is kind of just some tips that can help you leave a situation and a person who is not having your best interests at heart, whether it's a romantic partner or a friend. To start off with, I think having open communication but safe communication is a must. I think you need to express your concerns and your feelings with your partner and emphasize your need for honesty and openness. However, if the relationship involves physical or emotional abuse, Please prioritize your safety and seek support from friends, family, professionals first. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to build a support system because leaving a bad relationship can be emotionally really draining and having a support network in these situations is crucial. So surround yourself with friends and family who understand the situation and can provide you with emotional support during this time whether this is a romantic partner or somebody you're living with or a friend, I think it's really important to create a plan. So before you make any massive decisions, you should develop a clear plan about how you're going to leave this relationship. And this could include stuff like having a safe place to stay or organizing your finances or considering even like legal advice if it's necessary and having a well thought out, plan can just provide a sense of control in your situation it's so important that you seek professional help if the relationship involves a complex emotional issue or abuse don't hesitate to consult with a therapist or a counselor or professional guidance in any way that can provide valuable like insights and coping strategies if you have to navigate the process of leaving But you absolutely need to prioritize self-care when leaving these relationships. And so making time for activities that bring you joy and practice mindfulness and consider seeking therapy or support groups can help process your emotions when doing so. Like anything, it is so important to understand your own boundaries. And once the decision has been made to leave, you have to make these boundaries very Clear to whoever it is you're leaving, um, it may include limiting contact. I think it's more common these days to go no contact from a, an ex partner, um, changing your living arrangements, and just taking steps to in general to ensure your safety and well being is at the forefront. And I think once again, you have to really embrace the change as a personal growth, and leaving a bad relationship. I cannot emphasize this enough how courageous it is to do so in order to step forward to just a better future for yourself. And again, like there is so, like, once you go through more of a personal growth and self discovery by leaving somebody who has not treated you with the love and and respect that you deserve you then learn how to build healthy relationships in the future. And then you learn what you do deserve. Another example that we see all the time is having to leave a workplace, which can be really hard because sometimes you develop really great relationships in certain workplaces and, or you really love the job, but sometimes you just feel stagnant or you're not growing or you're not learning anymore. And that's okay. It's completely normal. But in doing this, I think, Firstly, you kind of, well, it's very similar to kind of relationships, I guess, but just a bit of a different technique. Firstly, I'd say you kind of have to conduct a self-assessment before making the decision to leave. Please reflect on your career goals, values, and I guess even your personal aspirations and ensure that leaving your current workplace aligns with your long-term objectives and contributes again to your well-being. It also depends on what your experience has been within the workplace, because if you've had a really good experience, then you can kind of just go about it by the book and, you know, schedule meetings to discuss your decision making and express your gratitude for the experiences and the opportunities and make sure that you communicate this properly with your colleagues and your superiors in a very professional manner and make sure you give ample notice and... Just ensure that there's a proper handover, yada, yada, yada. However, if you feel like you're in a toxic working environment, then I think it's really important to prioritize, again, your mental and emotional health and recognize the impact that that toxicity is having on your overall well-being. And make sure that you're making the decision for your own happiness. I think people often get caught up in these environments because they're thinking about their finances, which is totally normal. The cost of living these days, like we get it, you know, like it's a really hard situation to find yourself in when sometimes you are working for the money and that's so because you like doing it. But if it's a very toxic environment, it's important to prioritize your happiness and your peace of mind. I think if you start witnessing toxicity, then it's really important to document this and keep a record of specific incidents and dates. I also find that strength often lies in unity and having a support system once again can make the process more manageable. So try to seek support and trusted colleagues. I think if you have allies within the workplace who have shared similar sentiments about the toxicity, confide in them. Or if you've witnessed them being treated poorly, check in on them and I think share your experiences and concerns and consider collaborating to address the issues collectively if you're too scared to come forward by yourself. It's so important to consult with HR and management and sometimes companies also have a third party that you can go to to discuss these issues um definitely though if you feel comfortable schedule a meeting with your human resources or management to discuss your concerns and make sure that you have everything that you have previously documented about different dates and incidences and what happened and who was involved present all the evidence and articulate how it's made you feel and the environment and how it's affecting your well-being and potentially hindering your professional growth and how it's also affecting how you function within the workplace and it's hard but you do also have to be prepared for the potential resistance and assess like the sincerity of the organization's commitment to actually addressing your issues because unfortunately you quite often find that sometimes these things do get documented but don't go that kind of gets swept under a rug sometimes if this is the case Definitely seek alternative solutions. Before making that decision to leave, consider whether there are like viable solutions or changes that could improve the working environment. Um, however, like you do have to be realistic about the likelihood of meaningful change occurring, especially if this toxicity has been deeply ingrained in the culture of the working environment. But it is so important whilst all of this is going on to try to maintain your composure and professionalism, regardless of whether you have any backlash for your seeking change. But again, try to network discreetly and find the people who can be your support network at this time. And also whilst you're employed just try to expand your network outside of that workplace and attend industry events and connect with other professionals in other fields of work or your field of work for other companies and find, try to find job opportunities while you're still employed with the company. And yeah, I think having a strategic networking plan can kind of provide the safety net for a career transition. But I think the most important thing once again with setting boundaries would be to minimize like engagement in toxic behavior. Like if you're witnessing it or if somebody's trying to loop you in and the toxic behavior, try to back out as much as you can and just try not to involve yourself and kind of just focus on your work at the end of the day and avoid getting drawn into any unnecessary conflicts. And maintain a professional demeanor whilst protecting your well-being. Because at the end of the day, anybody who's behaving poorly in the workplace and acting very toxic, it's just unprofessional. So, and you don't want to be associated with that at the end of the day either. Um, but also, of course, you can seek legal advice if it is beyond all of this. And like if it's escalated to a point where your rights are being violated or if you're facing harassment. Definitely consult with a legal professional because they can help provide guidance on the best like course of action and to help you understand your rights within the workplace. Because at the end of the day, everyone deserves the right to be able to go to work, do what they love or do what they are qualified at doing, earn their money and be able to go home and not have a mental toll because of it. Now, I consider this one of the hardest situations to leave, and that's when you have to leave a toxic friend. And recognizing the signs of toxicity within a friendship is a really hard thing to face. I consider it very similar to understanding when a family member is toxic towards you because it's like these are meant to be the closest people in your life, and so understanding when they're treating you poorly is really confrontational. I think when knowing a friendship doesn't serve you anymore, it's when you start reflecting on the dynamics of that friendship and reflect on the dynamics and specifically behaviors or patterns that contribute to toxicity and understanding like the root of that and why they're behaving that way. Once again, it's like when leaving relationship, you have to really establish boundaries and communicate that with your friend and express how certain behaviors or actions are affecting you negatively. And like anything, boundaries are just essential for maintaining your well-being and signaling the need for a healthier dynamic. I am a firm believer in the power of honest conversation and it's sometimes so hard to do because it does feel sometimes confrontational. But if you feel comfortable, consider having an honest conversation with your friend about any issues you've identified and share your feelings and concerns with them, often focusing on like specific behaviors rather than just placing blame because then they will get defensive. And I think a genuine open dialogue can lead to more positive changes and more of a positive reaction within a friendship. And I know sometimes it's really frustrating to hear somebody play devil's advocate, but I do think it's often good to discuss these relationships with somebody as well just so that you've kind of got an objective perspective on something that is challenging a long-term friendship. I think that can be really valuable sometimes, but if you just know that this friendship is not good for you and it's not going to last, then definitely start by like gradually distancing yourself if you're not ready for like a direct confrontation, because I know I am not that person and I know very few of us are willing to have confrontational conversations. So consider gradually distancing yourself instead and just reduce the frequency of your interactions, like respond to messages less or create more of an emotional space. And sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe this could have the adverse effect. And suddenly they're like, they kind of recognize that maybe they haven't been a good friend to you. And they miss you. And I know that like, maybe this is a toxic thing to say too, but like sometimes distance really does help relationships in a way, because again, you can reflect on the situations that you that to this moment. Now I know previously, especially in my episode that I did with my friend Gemma, we discussed the fact that closure doesn't exist and all of these things. I sometimes think it does depending on the relationship and the need for it and the history and stuff like that. And in some cases, closure may be needed for both parties to move forward. Like if you've decided to end a friendship and I think you need to communicate those decisions clearly and be honest about why you want to end that friendship and your reasons And express your desire for both of you to find healthier relationships because then you can also learn from that experience and also help that person understand that you're not just kind of abandoning them, but there is a reason why you no longer want to be close with them anymore. And I think once you do this, it's also so much easier to kind of cultivate positive relationships with individuals who actually support you and uplift you and surrounding yourself with like positive influences contributes to a healthier and more fulfilling social circle in general and you learn from your mistakes of the past so sometimes closure is necessary to be able to learn and grow and create better relationships i mean i think at the end of the day it's just it's important to know that it's okay to prioritize your mental and emotional health in pursuit of intentional living over somebody who you have a lot of love and respect for, if you can recognize the fact that they no longer are treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. I guess, in conclusion, with this whole topic, recognizing when to leave a situation that no longer serves you is really a profound act of self care. And it takes quite a lot of introspection and honesty with yourself. And again, like the, it takes so much courage to step into the unknown of what else is out there for you. And I think you just need to remember that life is far too short to remain in places where you just feel confined and restricted. And without sounding so cheesy, you really need to kind of embrace self-discovery and allow yourself that freedom to grow. And If there are people in your life who aren't willing to grow with you, then sometimes you do have to leave them behind. And it's just an unfortunate truth. And it's the same with environments and pushing yourself out of those situations is sometimes the best thing you can do for yourself. So thank you for joining us on this episode. I really hope that it was helpful to those who may need it please subscribe and leave a review and share this with people who may be navigating these things as well and who you think are going through similar challenges uh you know where to find us on TikTok and on Instagram at hotmess_podcast i think i'll put up a poll this week or a bit of a q and a and see what is something that you've overcome yeah let's do that let's like do a something that you overcame and it made you become a better person. Let's do something like that. That could be really cute. And I hope you know that like for doing these things, you should be really proud of yourself. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope it helped with anything that you're going through. Uh, Lots of love. And we'll be back next week for a less serious, more messy episode. Love you guys. Bye.